The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. I want to begin by reminding you that you are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Today, I want to celebrate with you that we are currently in the top 10 most listened to on-demand radio shows on the 7th Wave channel. That's because of you. And in addition, we have just increased the reach of our listenership from 97 regions to 101 regions around the world. That's because you're spreading the word. Thank you for listening and for continuing to tell your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in Trinidad, Latvia, and the Ukraine, and the states of Kansas, South Dakota, and New Mexico. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Last week, we had a great conversation with Dr. Bernie Siegel, who visited with us for his fourth time. He was one of the first, if not the first, to push for doctors to actually listen to their patients and treat them as human beings, not just as body parts or diseases. He helped me get my radio show started by being one of my very first guests and has become a favorite with my listeners. He's always informative with humor, helping us stretch from being satisfied with the way things are to seeing what is possible. Last week, he helped us understand the importance of being our own health advocate and explained what precautions we must take when we are in the hospital. If you missed the show or any of our previous ones, you can easily listen on demand by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, and clicking at the top of the navigation where it says radio show. And I'm glad you're with us today to hear our guest, Bela Ross. She has a fascinating personal story to share of how we can actually take in trauma from our loved ones just by listening to their stories of trauma or abuse. Our love for them 
actually acts as a way of transmitting their pain to us, which can then get passed on unconsciously to future generations. The good news is that there are interventions that allow us to release this intergenerational trauma. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like Bela Ross. If you have a question for Bela or are trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation, how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts, or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number between shows is 1-214-736-4460. Get a pencil and paper now because you're going to need it later in the show to answer the question of the day. Speaking of questions, I have one for you. What would you do if you were leaving for the airport and discovered that your cell phone wasn't with you? That was not a hypothetical question for me. Last week, I was gathering the last things that I needed to finish my packing when I realized that my phone wasn't in my hand where I thought it was. I had a distinct memory of picking it up So I could put it in my purse, but it wasn't in my hand and I couldn't find it. It was getting late and I had to leave. So I decided I must have put it in my suitcase and I'd find it when I got to the airport, even though a quick check of my suitcase did not result in my finding my phone. On the way to the airport, I was wondering how I was going to manage if, in fact, I did not have my phone. I was going to visit my daughter and grandchildren, and I didn't have her phone number memorized. Calling information for her home phone number wasn't going to help because she wouldn't be home, and I needed to call her cell phone. Our usual arrangement was that I would call her when my plane landed, and then again when I was a few metro stops away from where she always picks me up. I was at a loss. I could think I couldn't think of a single phone number that would help me get a hold of her. 
As I was trying to stay calm and reassure myself that everything was going to be fine, I heard a voice in my head that I have never heard before. It was very steady and calm as it spoke these words with absolute certainty. Everything is happening exactly as it is supposed to. The voice was so reassuring that even though I had no idea how I was going to make connection with my daughter, I knew that somehow it was going to work out. I problem solved with Caroline, who was driving me to the airport. She suggested that I find a computer and email my daughter. That seemed helpful, but later I realized that my daughter doesn't receive email on her phone. I just kept thinking that somehow I would connect with her. When I got to the airport, the plane was delayed, which gave me some extra time to think things through. I was still at a loss for ideas when I spotted an empty seat. I sat down, took some deep breaths, closed my eyes, and remembered that I had some phone numbers written on a piece of paper in my purse. At least a year earlier, I had taken that piece of paper from my old style phone book with my daughter's address and all her phone numbers on it to the post office so I'd have the address to mail a package to her. For some reason, I decided to leave that paper in my purse, and there it was, just when I needed it. The next steps were relatively easy. I found someone willing to lend me their cell phone. I called my daughter and left her a message telling her that I had left my phone at home, was boarding the airplane soon, and would continue to borrow phones to keep her posted on my progress. I thought maybe I would buy a disposable phone with prepaid minutes, but I couldn't find one at the airport, and because my daughter had to pick up her children from school, I didn't have time to make extra extra stops to look for a place to buy a phone. So I just relied on the kindness of strangers. What was amazing to me was how easy it was to manage without my phone. Everyone who I asked was very happy to lend me their phone. And there were other surprises. On the Metro, a man near me heard me ask my daughter which exit I should take. I I repeated what she said to make sure I heard her correctly. It was the side with the parking garages, but that didn't help me know whether to go right or left. When I got off the phone, the man said, that's my stop, and you turn right to get to the parking garages. Since my plane had arrived late, I knew my daughter was pressured for time, so I had asked her if she wanted me to take a cab from the metro. Although she had responded no, that we would be okay time-wise, the man heard me and offered the information that there were always a lot of taxi cabs at the other exit, even late at night. I really appreciated knowing that because should the need arise in the future, I will now be prepared As we were exiting the subway car, he said, you can take the elevator right there and avoid having to take your bag down the stairs. I felt like I had a private guide taking care of me every step of the way. 
We talk a lot about silver linings on this show, and there were many as I found my way step by step through what would have been a major trauma for me not too long ago. It actually turned out to be a very positive experience for many reasons. First, I had the calming influence of Caroline, who drove me to the airport, never questioning that I would be fine without my phone. I was able to keep myself calm and use the strategy that I've suggested to you of breathing to help myself focus and relax. When I realized that I actually had my daughter's phone number with me, I knew that the universe was taking care of me. This was not a coincidence. I was being reminded that I'm always safe and always being taken care of by my guides and angels. I just needed to trust and be quiet enough to listen and observe. Then there were All of the very kind people saying yes to my request for help or offering help unsolicited. Two clients earlier in the week had commented about how there weren't many nice people in the world. What I told them and what I experienced myself last weekend is that as you heal and say no to abusive relationships, you attract more and more kind people. My world was populated with kind and helpful people. And I was kind to myself by not criticizing myself for misplacing my phone. I went there in my mind briefly as an old habit and then let it go. That left me the energy to problem solve and discover that there really wasn't even a problem. Another bonus was being free of my cell phone for four days. It was a much needed break from work and the attachment to technology with the demands it puts on us. I believe that this was part of the reason that I couldn't find my phone. My guides really wanted me to take a real break. And what did I learn? I learned who I am now, resourceful, calm, certain that the universe is taking care of me, and I attract kind, helpful people. I know that a break from technology is good, and I have a new supportive voice in my head that is more and more frequent. All of this is the exact opposite of my family patterns. I had taken on the fears and anxiety of my family, the feelings of constant crisis and life or death, high adrenaline responses to even minor difficulties. Only now am I free of the feeling that something bad is always about to happen, that everything warrants a fight or flight response. Nothing is easy and I'm always doing something wrong. To be free of these beliefs and way of experiencing the world has changed me and my life. In fact, when I got home, my phone was in the first place I looked and the only place I didn't think to look before I left for the airport. It was out in plain sight on the bathroom counter. When something like that happens, I know I was blocked by my guides from finding it. And in fact, the voice in my head was right. Everything did happen exactly as it was supposed to. And my next workshop called The Ohm Awakening will help you change your life. 
I'm the first teacher initiate and am grateful to be chosen to offer this workshop to you. Om is the sound of creation. It vibrates at the highest levels. This process will bring you into alignment with the positive, loving, and enlightening vibration of the universe. This experience opens new channels within your body, connects you with the divine energy, raises your vibration, increases your awareness of the divine, heals your body, helps you see through the eyes of your limitless higher self, releases fears, brings more light, love, health, and usefulness into your body. We'll be at the Dallas Meditation Center in Richardson, Texas on Saturday, June 6th from 2 to 3.30 at the low cost of $35. Now I'd like to introduce our guest, Bela Ross. She has been a practicing clinical social worker for 18 years. After receiving her master's of social work, she earned a certificate in traumatic stress studies and completed a fellowship in clinical pastoral education, specializing in treating trauma and anxiety disorders using body-centered modalities such as focusing and EMDR. Bela has a private psychotherapy practice in Boston. Her article, Keeper of the Fame, Flame Healing Intergenerational Trauma Using Focusing-Oriented Therapy can be purchased on the Focusing website, focusing.org. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. During our break, go to paulajoyce.com. First, click on Register Now to read about and register for my OM Awakening Workshop. Then click on Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with your question. So right now, go to paulajoyce.com, go to my calendar of events page, answer the question of the day on your own paper, and then register for my new workshop. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bela Ross to talk about intergenerational trauma. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst... The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission... Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that during the break, you identified trauma that you are carrying from previous generations. Once you've identified it, then you can do something about it. And Bela Ross is here to talk with us about her personal story and how all of this happens to us and also how we can heal from it. So, Bela, welcome. I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. So I think our listeners would be interested in your personal story and how all of this evolved for you. Sure. So I would say that um, my personal story with um, intergenerational or transgenerational trauma, as it's also known, um, started maybe when I was born, but I would say started consciously. Um, when I was about 17 years old. And my grandmother, Sarah, who always appeared um, to be sad, to not really allow herself joy, um, to be preoccupied, um, told me about her um, experience of losing her family in the Holocaust. Um, I had known that her family died in the Holocaust, but that was all I knew. That was all her children knew, and I didn't know how much she really spoke about it with her husband. And uh, my aunts and uncles and my father were all very relieved when she began speaking with me and sharing her story um, they, you know, sort of saw her as a Pandora's box that, that needed to be open. There was a lot of repressed and unprocessed memories um, there that she kept inside. So she told me, um, I think she told me, uh, because we had a close relationship Uh, She was nurturing and loving with me in a way that she wasn't able to be with her own children. 
And of course, I felt like this was an incredible honor and privilege to receive her confidence in such an intimate way. Um, and so when she shared it with me, I, I didn't realize um, that she was also kind of conveying um, in this um, other way um, all of the emotions and, and beliefs that she had um, regarding her um, feelings of responsibility uh, for her family's death. Uh, what had happened was she had gotten out of Poland in 1933 with the help of an uncle uh, who had already emigrated to New York and um, left behind were her mother and um, her two sisters and her brother. Um, her father had been killed by a train um, not so long after she arrived in Montreal. So she already was carrying that traumatic loss that wasn't really um, processed. And then, um, you know, they closed the borders, um, and uh, my grandmother and grandfather's efforts to try to get uh, my great-grandmother and great-aunts and uncle out of Poland um, were thwarted. And um, Bela, who uh, was my great-grandmother, took her children and um, they hid in a basement of a Polish family for about four years. Um, after the war ended, they sort of lost touch. Um, there was, there was no... Um, way to communicate. So after the war ended, um, my grandmother uh, and grandfather hired a private detective to try to find out what happened to them. And um, what he found out was that um, this family had kicked them out onto the street, um, either because they didn't have the money to keep paying them or because this family was worried that the um, Nazis would uh, punish them for having harbored them. And then um, they were uh, shot and killed by marauding poles um, that were intent on killing all the Jews they could find three days before the war ended. So my grandmother told me this story in detail, and um, it really answered a lot of questions that I'd always had about her, uh, that how she didn't allow herself to laugh or enjoy the moment, um, you know, how she, um, and she admitted her belief that because they had died, she didn't deserve to be happy because to be happy would be to dishonor their traumatic death. Um, I think she chose me to, to be the keeper of our family's ancestral flame because I was three generations removed from the Holocaust and therefore the emotional charge when sharing with me as opposed to sharing with her own children was a lot less intense. Um, 
there have been numerous studies and interviews with Holocaust families conducted by Professor Dan Bar-On, an Israeli professor of psychology and researcher, and uh, he found that um, many members of the third generation um, entrusted with the stories of the ancestors um, are, are entrusted with the stories of their ancestors and um, the pre- preservation of the family legacy. So um, they tend to hold the memorial candle for those who are lost and tend to the flame of memory. Um, so I guess um, what what I what I noticed um, is that um, I began to find. Um, as I did my own kind of uh, exploration um, of some some problematic um, uh, situations for me, I was um, <clears throat> a therapist in private practice, and I found myself uh, taking on an unnecessary amount of responsibility for my clients and their problems. I I worked long hours, and yet it seemed that no matter how hard I worked and how drained and exhausted I was, there was a sense that I wasn't doing enough. Um, I felt burnt out. I felt depressed. I felt unworthy of the rest that would, would restore me to balance. And I brought it to my focusing-oriented therapist, um, and as I began to explore um, in this kind of bodily way, tapping into my own bodily awareness of how I am holding this burnout and depression, um, I was surprised to find that um, it actually came from this sense of unworthiness and this uh, lack of conviction that I had the um, the right to be happy, that I, I had actually absorbed that from my grandmother um, <clears throat> in our connection about her ancestors. So my love and, and empathy for her had resulted in my identification with and my unconscious absorption of her sadness, her worthlessness, her devastation. And um, so what I found was that uh, this, this kind of felt sense of my ancestors was very much alive in me. Um, and maybe I can just describe what a felt sense is when I say a felt sense. It's a bodily experience of interconnected emotion, energy, and sensations that are an expression of knowledge of collective experiences through time. Um, what the, the founder of, of focusing, um, which is the modality that I use to begin my healing with, uh, from intergenerational trauma. Um, 
the, the founder of Focusing, his name is uh, Eugene Jenlin, he proposed uh, this concept um, of interaction first, that we are interactive processes that are constantly changing as a result of interacting with others and our environment. So that we are really interactions rather than individuals. So we are highly influenced by those with whom we interact and how we interact. Um, this, this idea um, connects very well with uh, the aboriginal um, relational ontology, uh, which is that people aren't conceived as separate from the world around them, but embedded in and, con- and constituted from relationships within the world, people, and landscape. So from this point of view, vicarious traumatization is expanded upon to include intergenerational trauma, which can be defined as a collection of traumatic experiences that inform our minds, our bodies, our emotions, and our spirits. So I I think that what you're saying is that we are um, formed by our interactions with other people. A large part of who we are is because of the and through the interactions and that we pick up um, on an uh, unconscious level the emotions um, uh, and experiences of the person who we're interacting with. Correct. And there are a number of ways that we can understand this. Um, We can understand this, I think, first and foremost, um, through the phenomenon of of, um, mirror neuron system communication. So there are these things in our brain called mirror neurons, and you might have experienced these before, when you're sitting across from someone who starts yawning, you can't help but start yawning. Um, that's because um, we have these um, structures, these physiological structures that help to facilitate attachment so that I feel what you feel, you feel what I feel if we're tuned in. Um, this provides the means to attach to others so that they may be able to nurture and sustain us. Um, But our predisposition to feeling other people's feelings also means that we can absorb and carry others' traumas as a natural part of the attachment process. So as I was saying before, I was so honored to be chosen by her as her confidant and is the one that, you know, would receive her, her story, my grandmother's story. And then later on, you know, I didn't realize that there was also um, another side to this, that um, by absorbing her unresolved, um, unworked through emotions, um, 
I was carrying a lot of the beliefs and feelings that she had about living that was really stealing joy from my life. And and I think so many of us have experienced that without realizing it. I mean, the the Holocaust is one story, the pogroms, um, which was my family's history, um, the um, all of the wars, all of the veterans who have fought in wars, all of the people who have experienced torture around the world, right. um, starvation. Um, mm-hmm. There, there are so many um, people around the world whose families have experienced. Uh, abuse and um, uh, discrimination and trauma. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of us pick this up uh, and, and, and carry it and don't understand what's going on and it can overwhelm us. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that, you know, this whole idea of vicarious traumatization developed after, um, you know, hundreds of studies that have been done in the 60s on, um, on Holocaust survivors. But what they have found is that the same phenomenon applies to all kinds of trauma. So survivors of the Indian um, residential schools in Canada, the uh, survivors of the Japanese internment camps, you know, the survivors of earthquakes and... Um, you know, the Iraq War and, you know, any kind of overwhelming um, experience uh, can these, the offspring and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren um, can absorb these traumas not only by the method, the, the, um, the mechanism of mirror neurons, but also Genetically, there have been um, a whole... I'm actually going to stop you there. I want to pick up after the break talking about the genetic component because this is fascinating. And then also to get into the hopeful side that there's a way to heal from this. Sure. Thank you. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, please go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process and also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand show sent directly to your email address. Address. Then go to the list that you created. On that same paper, write down the first step that you're going to take to release the intergenerational trauma that you've been carrying. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst? Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel. On the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals. Solve your most challenging problems 
and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you wrote down what you're going to do to help yourself release the intergenerational trauma that you've been carrying. Because I think at this point, with all the trauma in the world, all of us are carrying something. And we're here with Bela Ross to talk about this important topic. And she was just about to tell us about the um, studies on passing trauma down through DNA. So please um, talk to us about that, Bela. Sure. There's this uh, field called um, of epigenetics. And epigenetics is typically defined as the study of heritable changes in gene expression that aren't due to the changes in the underlying DNA sequence. So, so changes can happen in gene expression um, as a result of environmental stress or major emotional trauma that leave marks on the chemical coding of the chromosomes. So the coding of the chromosome is like the memory of the cell. And since all of the cells in our body carry this kind of memory, it becomes a constant physical reminder of past events, our own and those of our parents and our grandparents and beyond. So this is actually you know, evidence of what your guest a few weeks ago, Bessel van der Kolk, was talking about when he said the body keeps the score with trauma. Um, Our bodies can take in the genes um, that have changed in our parents and grandparents as a result of traumatic stress, and then that creates a neurobiological susceptibility to stress within us. 
Um, and sometimes it makes it more easily easy to imagine um, the physical suffering and the repressed and insufficiently worked through memories of our parents and grandparents. So it's as if we almost remember um, what they went through on a physical <laughs> level, which is why, you know, as Bessel van der Kolk discussed, it's so important in our healing to do body-centered uh, modalities because it's only by connecting into the body and the wisdom of the body that uh, we can release uh, this, this emotion that doesn't really belong to us. And and that's, I think, the really tough thing is that it's almost like having a foreign object um, that you've swallowed. And so, you know, we feel off. We don't really feel like ourselves, but, but we don't know how to get back to ourself and how to get rid of what we've taken on that's preventing us from living healthy, happy lives that we all deserve. So how, how, do we, um, how do we get back to that? How do we release? It almost seems like if it's in the DNA that we're doomed, you know, mm. that, that there's no way out. Well, um, you know, there's a lot of hope there because um, we, we can uh, change the way that we relate to the experiences of our ancestors. And in changing, you know, the way that we feel this, these experiences in our body, um, we're able to really shake off some of that chemical coding on our chromosomes as well as, you know, the understanding that the brain is plastic and, you know, if, like you always speak about so eloquently, you know, if we, if we entrain the mind on the positive, it inclines that way. So there is a lot of hope. Um, I think, you know, a really important thing is to first be able to sort of check in with yourself and you know, get connected to your body, feel your breath, you know, feel your feet on the floor, your sit bones in the chair, and focus on the center of your body. And you might start with a question like this. Am I carrying anything that doesn't belong to me? And just see what comes in your body. You know, it might be something really vague first. at first. It might be a tightness. It might be a weight, a heavy feeling. But if you stay with that, if you bring a kind and compassionate attention to whatever comes in your body as you ask that question, you can begin to interact with the wisdom that your body is trying to share with you. What what a beautiful exercise. Just as soon as you started in, my whole body relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so connecting that way um, is powerful. And the other thing that occurred to me as you were saying that is that if we can, if our DNA can be changed in a negative way with um, coded chemically coded with trauma, it can also be uncoded. So yeah. the that really it's saying exactly what you said in different words. That DNA is not fixed the way we used to think it is. That it is flexible, and. And I think the other thing that that struck me is that in the same way that you felt the honor of hearing your grandmother's story, what an honor it is to be able to heal the family line and to yeah. to be the one who transforms the negative traumatic energy into positive energy. Yes, yes. You know, the... Uh, it has been a, an incredible experience that I've had through focusing-oriented therapy, which I practice also with my clients, um, where through this connecting in to how I'm carrying my ancestors in my body, you know, before I was carrying them with a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, feeling like even though I wasn't alive, I should have been able to do something to prevent their suffering. And to realize by connecting with them and by dialoguing with them that they, my ancestors, and I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's ancestors, they don't want us to carry their suffering. If we carry their suffering, it only brings them back to their own traumatic memories. And it gives more meaning to their deaths if we live with more joy, if we stop restricting our, our happiness and, and allow ourselves to live with, with gratitude and live with, um, with love for them. And in living this way, we heal them. It's been very interesting to see how in my focusing sessions I've been my experience of healing has had a positive impact on my great-grandmother, Bela, whose name I, I took, and, and my grandmother, Sarah. And now I'm able to be with them in less of a burdensome way. If I feel like I need some space, I imagine myself um, in a safe place, which for me is on this island in, on the mid, in the middle of a lake, and I imagine myself um, sitting in a little log cabin uh, by the fire with my cats, and, uh, and I imagine that they are there. My ancestors are there in the sun above me, and they're beaming my, their love to me. But if I need my space from, uh, you know, their, their history... Um, I can I can create a boundary around myself, and it's okay to have that. So that's another way of, um, especially when you're just beginning to uncover the the trauma you might have taken on. It's really important to be able to create a, a visualization of a safe place where you can just have your own emotions and your own experiences. 
I love that. And and we just have about a minute or so left for this portion of the show. But I also want to say that our relatives, um, we really are healing them and that they really are in heaven watching us and benefiting from the work that we do to heal ourselves. So as we heal the present, as we heal ourselves, we also heal the past generations and the future. And it's a profound uh, awareness to be part of that and and to be in that process. So I thank you so much, Bela, for joining us and for sharing Uh, this important information that really can change lives and future generations. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to speak with you. Thank you, and you have a beautiful day. You as well. Thank you. And I want to thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter and get the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Browse my resources page to purchase my guest books and my own and to learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energetic Healing, or the Ohm Awakening. When I work with my coaching clients, I do it over the phone, on Skype, or in person. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. While you're on my website, go to register now and register for my new workshop, Om Awakening. Then go to the calendar of events, press click and send me an email with your commitment to yourself to heal. Those of you who live in Dallas and want to experience my ultimate creative problem solving process at the low price of $20, please join my meetup group by clicking on the icon on my website homepage. We will meet this went next Wednesday, 11.30 to 1, the first Wednesday of each month. Join us. You'll be grateful. And next Thursday, please join us when James Caldwell will talk with us about bullying, how to respond to a bully, and how to prevent bullying. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. We'll be right back.